Have you ever been told that you have a type A personality? Looking back on your life, it probably doesn't surprise you because you've been an achiever, maybe a chronic overachiever like I am, and you like to be in control and you like things to be in their place and you're a go-getter and you're motivated and all of the things. Well, on this episode, I want to break type A down a bit and challenge us to think of type A instead of achiever as being a type A, amen girl. Will you join me? Hey, my fellow high achieving sister in Christ. Ever wonder if it's possible to be ambitious and let God lead at the same time? Does the hustle fuel your adrenaline, but you wanna ditch the overachievement and pursue success with clarity, serenity, and fulfillment? If your outward success doesn't match your inner unrest and unfulfillment, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to Redefining Hustle, Pursuing Success as a Christian Woman. I'm Erin Harrigan, a Christian wife, emptiness mom, entrepreneur, and recovering overachiever who felt those same things. When I prayed for a better way to work, God responded, let me drive. And then he led me to help women like you through my speaking, coaching, and writing. My mission is teaching you that success doesn't require buying into the world's frantic definition of hustle or into the so-called anti-hustle movement. Instead, you can meet me right here in the middle to redefine hustle as you pursue success with God as your CEO. Each week, we'll spend a focused 15 minutes connecting biblical truth to business with practical application so you can tune out the world, tune into God's truth, and turn up focus. Does that sound like what you need today? Great then buckle up and let's go. Type A personality tends to be characterized by ambition and high energy and competitiveness. And unfortunately, it also tends to be connected to heart disease and stress because as type A, we have a pattern of behavior and a personality associated with high achievement and um, characteristics like going for it and taking risks and all of those things. Back in the 1950s, two cardiologists came up with the type A and type B personality theory. Um, Mayer, Meyer Freeman and R.H. Rosenman, who were researching possible causes of coronary disease. And there is some popular uh, Japanese definitions of type A that connect it to blood type. In other words, if you have a blood type such as A positive, then you tend to be a type A person. And there really is not any scientific evidence that I could find for this. But what I found interesting is that this type A is often described by words that begin with A, achiever, ambition, right? and I think that most of my listeners can relate to this because that tends to be who listens to this podcast on redefining hustle. But what I wondered is, could we look at A as standing for amen instead of achiever? You hear me say every week on the podcast that you, that God made you ambitious, but he did not make you to work the world's way. And there's nothing wrong with achievement in and of itself. The challenge is how we define it and pursue it, just like we talk about hustle. 
the issue isn't the hustle. The issue is how we define and pursue it. So I wonder if we can take a look at some scripture around this and see how we could be informed by God's truth, which is the truth, on how we can show up and respond to all he is doing in and through us. And especially with respect to the mission that he's given us in the marketplace, to this divine assignment that we have. I want to start in Matthew 16, 26, where Jesus says, what good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? What good is it for us to achieve all the things but be empty? You've heard me share that for years of my life, I was trying to fill a hole of emptiness and unfulfillment with accolades and stages and awards and income and all of the things, but it was a Jesus-shaped hole. What good did it do me to go after all of those things as the type A that I am and not step back and say, no, amen is the type A that I want to be? Because where it took me while on paper, or like I say, my outward success is that it actually brought me inner turmoil, inner emptiness and unfulfillment. So it gained me nothing to have all of that. Again, please hear me, dear sisters in Christ. The achievement is not the issue. Your 5K, 10K, 100K months is not the issue. The issue is what are we putting ahead of our amen? You know, we only successfully achieve the results that matter, which are eternal results, when we are operating and walking in the center of God's will. And I don't know about you, friend, but I know what it feels like to walk outside of his will. And anything that we create outside of his will, we have to maintain outside of his will. In other words, anything that we try to do in self-sufficiency, we have to be self-reliant and self-sufficient to maintain. And I don't want to live that way. <laughs> And I venture that you don't want to live that way either, which is why you're tuning in here. It is not our ability that causes us to succeed. As we know in Deuteronomy 8.18, it is God who gives us the power to create wealth, to be successful, to be productive. Why? For kingdom impact. So we are not to boast of our achievements. We are not to boast of what we accomplish. There's another A word, accomplishment. But can we boast in the amen? Absolutely, we can. So I took a look at the word amen because I wanted to understand when this first, when the Holy Spirit first dropped this in my spirit, what would it mean to be an amen girl, a type A for amen instead of type A for achiever? And here's some of the research that I found. Amen is derived from the Hebrew word, I'm going to probably pronounce this wrong, amen, which means certainty, truth. Verity. In Latin, amen means so be it. And in other in other definitions, it means a firm belief in the absence of proof. Sometimes it is the Hebrew word for faith, and that is directly connected to the steadfastness and the truth of the God of Amen who has proven his faithfulness to us time and time again, over and over and over. The word amen is commonly used at the end of a prayer. 
And it is spoken in response to that, all that God has done to express our solemn ratification or agreement with all that he has done. It is, again, used to exclaim our certainty and our belief in all that he has done. And in 2 Corinthians 1.20, it says, For all the promises of God in him, Jesus, are yes and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. And we hear that a lot, don't we? Yes and amen. Well, Dr. Charles Stanley says this, if you need evidence that the Lord will keep all of his promises to you, all you must do is look to the crucifixion and the resurrection. The coming of Christ was promised throughout the Bible from the beginning when sin first entered the world through Adam and Eve. And it was in fulfillment of God's covenants with Abraham and David. It was also prophesied by the majority of the Old Testament prophets. In other words, Jesus is the yes and amen. That is our appropriate response to all that God has promised and is doing in and through us. He has already said yes to us. Why would we not already say yes to him? Again, the word amen. <clears throat> in Isaiah 25, 1, <clears throat> it says, Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you and praise your name for in perfect faithfulness. You have done wonderful things, things that you planned long ago. We know throughout scripture, we are told that he has formed us in our mother's womb, that he predestined us for good works, that he gave us our gifts and our talents, and that it is he who has put the path in place for us. And yet so often, friends, do we not wander off of that path thinking we know better, thinking, Lord, you're so busy. Let me take care of this. Thinking that, well, my self-sufficiency and self-reliance has led me in my type A-ness to achieve and accomplish in the past. So I'm just going to keep going down that road. But you will hit a wall. And that wall will bring you back to the need for Jesus. So I wonder if we can challenge ourselves as it says in Revelation 3, 15 through 18. This is um, the description of the lukewarm church. And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans, write this. These things says the amen, the faithful, the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. In other words, this is what Jesus says to that church. I know your works and you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm, I will vomit you out of my mouth. In other words, lukewarm believers accommodated what the world was telling them to do. And don't we sometimes do that? Or haven't we been taught that? Let us accommodate how the world defines success. Let us accommodate how the world defines achievement. Let us accommodate how the world defines uh, progress. Last week... <laughs> I was talking with someone and she was asking me the size of my audience. We were talking about an email list and she was like, oh, you need to grow your email list. You need to have thousands on your email list. And the very like two days later, I was listening to a podcast by people that I greatly respect. They aren't Christian, but I love how they approach business. And they were like, it doesn't matter how big your email is, what list is. Can we, instead of looking at it as a list, look at it as a community of people that have chosen to interact with you. 
And would it not be better to have a smaller but engaged group of people than to have thousands who do nothing? Do you see the difference there? <laughs> and that's the thing is that we don't want to be lukewarm just walking through this, this assignment that he's given us to say, I'm going to go for the achievement. No, no, no. Further, it says, any wealth we hold on to too tightly in opposition to his will, we will lose. Let us not be lukewarm, friends. Can we, in the challenge that it may take, look at being type A as an amen girl? My friend Krista Hutchins, she's been on our show before. She has a fantastic um, podcast called Do a New Thing. And often she says uh, that, that we high achievers in Christ are Jesus's go-getter girls. Yeah, yeah. But instead of characterizing our type A as achievement, as accomplishment, can we be amen girls? Can we be high achieving, powerful in the Holy Spirit, amen women in business? I believe we can because if amen, as we said earlier, is solemn ratification and agreement, if it is um, certainty, if it is truth and verily, if it is so be it, then I challenge you today, my dear sister, to be a type A equals amen daughter of the Most High King in your assignment. If this is something that you feel you struggle with, by all means, seek the Lord first. Seek the Lord first. And if you need accountability, strategy, focus, if you need someone to walk alongside you in that, then let's have a chat about how we can work together. Because you were made ambitious, but you were not made to work the world's way. And I am the coach that helps you break free with God's direction to break free from business as usual. I can't wait to hear how this sits with you and what it brings up for you. So make sure that you reach out to me on social and let me know and share this with a friend. And until we're together next time, I pray for and encourage you to tune out the world, tune into God's truth, and turn up focus. Be a type A, amen, woman in business. I'll see you on the next episode. As an established solopreneur or business owner with a team of employees who's ready to refine or scale your business, you're probably swimming in opportunities, overflowing with ideas, and excited about the possibilities. But you're overwhelmed thinking, how can I set a strategy when I'm trying to run a business and be productive? There are so many ideas and opportunities. How do I decide what's worth pursuing? I don't have time to waste on things that don't align to the vision and mission that God's given me. My client, Jen, felt this way as she sought to scale her business with a God-honoring strategy. Enter my focused and fruitful strategy day. Jen said of her experience, my strategy day with Erin was just what I needed. She helped me look at my current services, dream about the future, and create a plan to grow and scale. Her giftedness as a visionary with an understanding of the day-to-day -day tactical tasks is a magical combination I've never seen before. And she approaches it all from a firm foundation of faith. My strategy day gives you a full day of private coaching with me and my strategic mapping zone of genius, 
while being nourished with good food in a tranquil environment and celebrated for your progress at the end of the day, all in the beauty of Chesapeake Beach, Maryland, or in your location. If you want to bring calm to the chaos, tame the tornado, and silence the squirrels in your business for a clear path forward, visit erinharrigan.com slash strategy day to learn more and schedule time with me. No squirrels were harmed in the making of this message or in the delivery of the strategy day. Thanks for tuning in to Redefining Hustle, Pursuing Success as a Christian Woman each week. I pray this show helps you to see that God made you ambitious, but he didn't make you to do business as usual. Remember to check the show notes for my free resources and other helpful links. If this episode spoke to you, take a screenshot, share it with a friend, or share it on social and tag me. I'm praying for you, friend, that you'll embrace redefining hustle, and in turn, your business will produce much fruit and impact his kingdom in greater ways than you could ever do in your own strength. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. 